0: This week on Hangar Talk, EarthX gets approval for its lightweight battery.
1: And Surf Air is hanging 20.
0: Also, Joby delivers an aircraft to the Air Force.
1: And we're going to talk about the NACA Archie Awards, which honor ATC saves.
0: Finally, we remember Richard McSpadden.
1: Ian, are you ready to do some Hangar Talk?
0: Let's do it, David.
1: From AOPA,
2: your freedom to fly. This is Hangar Talk. The 1056 turn right heading 130, final 2. 4. Turn right, two, three, back final 132.4. With your hosts, Ian Twombly and David Tulis.
1: This is Hangar Talk.
0: Welcome to Hangar Talk, everybody. I'm Ian Twombly. And I'm David Tulis. David, obviously, for us at AOPA, this week is hey. all about remembering Richard. Um, and uh, processing what's happened there we'll get into that as a last news hit just uh to kind of update people and and uh let them know tell them more about richard really and, yep. and remember him let's start with the news EarthX, the lithium battery maker they just got an faa aml stc for its battery and david i know you have actually held on to this thing you were so impressed by how light it is they're saying it's 23 pounds lighter than the equivalent lead acid battery and and now you can get it for most any airplane.
1: You know, I was really impressed with it, Ian, when I saw this battery. It's a series of batteries for, you know, different sizes uh, available for Part 23 aircraft. And I saw it at Sun uh, Sunnifun this year, and I was handling them, as you said. I picked them up. I put them down. And, you know, from the motorcycle world, I you, those batteries are smaller, and they're still kind of heavy. Yeah. And, and an aircraft battery, big enough to power the Tri-Pacer, 12-volt system— was lighter weight than, than a motorcycle battery by wow. far. Wow. Uh, now, they're not cheap. That's the flip side. Any kind of lithium yeah. battery is more yeah. expensive. Even AA lithiums that I use in my cameras and flashes are more expensive. But uh, with an STC, it's about $700. EarthX had several of those at Sun and Fun. They were waiting on FAA approval. They got that. And so these batteries are available for us. Really, Ian, it, it kind of spans um, the, the I, I'll mispronounce this, the gamut, the gamut. It spans, <laughs> yeah, the, gamut,
2: yeah. it spans the model lines of most Cessnas yeah.
1: and yeah. Uh, Pipers and uh, and Moonies as well, and more aircraft to come. So that is really cool. Um, cranking power is increased on these batteries. Mm-hmm. The um, Folks who have used them say that, um, you have to are a little bit more dependable. Uh, the battery life is longer. And when you think about yeah. it, $700, 700 bucks is a chunk of change, but you did some further digging, and once you pay for that, STC,
0: yeah, second time around, yeah, that it's a lot, cheaper. a lot less, right? yeah, that's right. So, um, if and when you get it replaced, right. it depends on the model, obviously. The 24s are more expensive, but a, a 12, they start, I think, at 3 350 something like that. So, right. yeah, pretty good deal. You know, you, I know, posted it to the short wing club asking I did. if anyone had used it. Uh, I good did. reports, there's somebody on the GA News story here that uh, commented saying he's had it in a Cessna 170 and had good reports. So, right. yeah, a lot of good things there. It's good and to see those save, options. You're,
1: and you're saving over 20 pounds in weight. And, you know, a Concorde battery or a Gill battery, they they ain't cheap either, Ian. Oh, you my know, gosh. You feel like, like, like 400 500 bucks anyway a lot yeah. of the times. Yep. And uh, and they're big batteries, and they're, and they're, they're heavy. Yeah, you know, they physically take up some space.
0: Yeah, you know that's the thing. I think with airplane ownership, like not being an owner previously, it's like I knew you could get hammered, right? I knew that you could have these major, like, do an engine or have some massive AD, and it was going to like totally drain the bank account. But it's like yeah. I didn't understand the price of consumables, batteries. Oh my god, it's yeah. like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. I couldn't believe, it. and for something that lasts like you know. Two years, three years, whatever the case may be. If you're yeah, lucky, right?
1: I, I, I've been pretty lucky in the Tri-Page. That battery's been in there for a number of years, and it, it it's solid. Hey, you know, there's an on the Short Wing Piper Club. Some folks have mentioned uh, in the chat forums that there's another battery out there that's available to us too. I uh, noticed that air, you actually found Aircraft Spruce selling them, mm-hmm. uh, and it's uh it is the Odyssey series yeah. of batteries. And they're about $240 hmm. and also rave reviews from folks uh, in the Tripacer
0: and Shorewing Piper world. Yeah. yeah, that's great. You know, I'm not a partner in the 172 anymore. I am looking and <laughs> I'll tell you. What's the latest why. on your search? You, yeah, you well, I'm looking give for, us an update. I'm looking for a Cub. Um, and part of the reason, I mean, one, it's been like my dream airplane since I was, uh, well, I guess in my early twenties, maybe when I had a chance uh-huh. to fly one for a while, yeah, it's it's that there's less stuff to go wrong, right? And and I know you know that. Uh, from we the don't China, even need a battery and stuff. That's right. Some I don't of those, need a battery, right? Yeah. You just
1: get out the other hand crank. <laughs> well, now you're gonna hand crank that mm-hmm. airplane. Yeah. And now you need you probably where you live, you probably need uh, you need a portable radio probably yes, for safety I will. reasons because yeah. you're not too far from Martin State.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and for us Pax River. Yep. Absolutely. Uh-huh. So yeah, I'll need that. Uh so yeah, uh portable radio, um, maybe some warmer clothes for when it gets, you know, cold outside and I don't know. That's well what do it. you
1: what do you find it out in the aviation buying and selling part of the world? Because you know, we've talked in the past about gamma shipments and new airplanes. Mm-hmm. We've also talked about the effects of that on the used market. Yeah. Um I started to see some trends myself. I wonder what you have found recently.
0: Yeah, it's been really interesting because, um, I mean, every market is different, uh, right? So, uh, which, you know, if you talk to uh, these people who track this stuff, um, like with VREF and others, they'll say, you know, every, it's like we talk about it like it's one market, but it's not. Every airplane has its own unique market. And so, um, I think, I am finding though that in general, um, I'm seeing airplanes sit on a little bit longer, and right. definitely the prices are coming down. Like you'll see, like Facebook is a great example because you'll see uh-huh. it crossed off and like a lower price below it. You know, and that's yeah. so they're definitely taken down a little bit. I mean, it's I, you know, I nothing crazy. I would say, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, so
1: that. you're looking in the in the ra- tube and rag wing world, mm-hmm. looking at J threes and, yeah. and some slight variants of that because you just want to hop up and down on a beautiful sunset evening or sunrise yeah uh, around southern maryland that's yeah. your gig you got it yeah
0: so with j3s it's they're their own market you know they go anywhere from i don't know let's call it 25 for an airplane that's maybe barely running to Seventy or more, if it's been recently restored, yeah.
1: But you know, recovering an aircraft like that could easily be twenty-five or thirty
0: grand. Oh my gosh, yeah, right. Seriously, and
1: that—that's a big part of it. So anyone looking at a at a um, Cub or Super Cub, even the short-wing Piper world that I live in, you know, make sure that the covering is in good shape, or plan to learn and and do it yourself. Uh, Yeah. Try yeah, to no save thanks. some money. But now, you know, the other thing that's still pretty hot right now is the 172 Cessna training mm-hmm. market. Yeah. Those aircraft, I mean, I remember when I was learning, Ian, I, I learned in a late model, um, late 70s, 80s, N model.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And sometimes in M, like in Mike, Mike model. Yep, yep. And those are still like a hundred grand or I more. Know,
0: I know it's crazy.
1: It's rare to find them for less. You can find an early '60s model for around yeah sixty thousand, fifty thousand. Maybe. Yeah,
0: I saw. I think it was like an A model or something, some early one that was. Yeah, I think it was fifty, maybe. But uh-huh. um, but you're That's, right. Yeah, late '70s. Yeah, it's going to be up there, big time. And
1: and I tell you what blows my mind is looking at something like a Cessna, you know, like a two hundred six, which is a pretty nice going there airplane. Or 210, but these are, you know, say one that's like 30 years old or 40 years old. Mm-hmm. They're $300,000. I know. And and forget, know. forget trying to find a 180 or 185 right now. They're 250 to 350.
0: Yeah. I know. I know. Any going anywhere airplane, you know, Bonanza, 210, any of those? Oh, yeah. It's like 150, 200, 250, 300. It's crazy. crazy
1: Do you think crazy. those will come down a little bit?
0: I mean, I don't know, maybe a little, um, but nothing, again, significant because it's like there aren't – we have such a limited supply, right? There's
1: nothing really there, – yes, we're still making new airplanes because we yeah. read about the gamma reports every quarter, but not in th- the numbers of thousands that, that were going on no. you know, in, the, in the 70s. No, and in fact, if you, so, if
0: you look at it, we're actually – we're not building enough airplanes to replace the ones that we're losing through, oh, gotcha. you know, whatever, uh, accidents, corrosion, whatever the case may be. Yeah. So it's not even – so we're going, to, we're going the wrong direction, really.
1: Well, let me ask you a question before we move on to other pieces in the news mm-hmm. because this interests me. So when, when I started looking for uh, aircraft, I was looking at the Mooney retractables, the Bonanzas. I was familiar with the Moonies. Uh Bonanza retractables, maybe the in the 172 training world. But I, I started no, out by asking – Wait, you that. said
0: – I love this. You well, said I'm familiar with the Moonies. so I was looking for a Bonanza or something else. Well, so, or a moon, so you were well, familiar enough for to a know mooni- you didn't want a Moonie.
1: Actually, I was looking for a Mooney or a Bonanza. I kind of <laughs> wanted to move. I wanted to move up. To, I think the V tails are sexy. Yeah, cool. I'm just gonna just be yeah, honest yeah. with you. I really have a fond place in my heart for the uh, Moonies. They are they are strong. They are hell bent for being strong. I had a. I had an off airport landing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and then contacted a, a car upon rollout, a truck. So I know how strong that is. And, in that, and then back in the 60s, they, uh, Mooney had an ad with like 16 people sitting mm-hmm. on the wing. Yeah. You know, that yeah. says a lot. But I was looking for a with something like that, or something a little bit sleeker, like, or, you know, a little bit more, I don't know, more mainstream, yeah. a bonanza. Because Mooneys are always. Uh, questionable, you know, are you going to be able to get parts like the shock donuts and things like yeah. that? Because uh, they've always had some financial difficulties. And Textron, is, let's face it, they're behind the Beechcraft line. Of the mm-hmm. Anyway, I was looking at an insurance, insurance. Uh, so on a retractable, for me, the insurance was about $1,500, 1600 okay. uh, in in 2022. Well,
0: that's not outrageous. Yeah yeah
1: it wasn't terrible. Yeah. When I had the Mooney C model, the last one I had, which was about ten years ago, it was about 1200 bucks. Mm. So it had gone up a little, a little bit. bit. And conversely, my experience had gone up tremendously mm-hmm. since then mm-hmm. but uh, but nonetheless the price still went up for insurance. Mm. Um, and so I'm wondering, have you looked at insurance?
0: A J3. I you know I haven't and I'm sort of afraid to. Um, I can't say it's a tail dragger. So that yeah,
1: that's a it could be a strike. Uh, yeah, you know. definitely.
0: Um, I, you know, I'll have a lower haul value, which is good, um, right. and I do have tail experience, so.
1: You're CFI yeah. as well, which I am not. Yeah. I
0: did, you yeah. know, I've been looking around. I did watch a couple of YouTube videos of people and see what they're paying. And so, one guy was saying relatively low time. He was paying like twelve hundred bucks a year for his airplane, okay. and I would say his airplane's probably in the thirty to forty thousand dollar whole value range. So, okay. you know, I feel like it should be less than that, though. I mean. <laughs> You know,
1: it's less for that on a tripacer, I can tell you that. Yeah, much. you so I mean, I, it's
0: been about a got, year, right? I, You've had yours,
1: it's been about a year. Um, um, Halloween is when I closed the deal, uh, with Terry Brandt over at Wham, and um, and I am paying now, I increased my whole value because it's an award winning tripacer now, as That's folks right. who listen to the yeah. podcast know, and so I increased it to uh, 60,000 hmm. bucks. I mean, I'm going to be completely transparent. I'm paying eight hundred dollars a
0: year. Wow, that's great.
1: Yeah, I take. I got it. about twelve hundred twelve hundred yeah. hours. So, uh, and now I put a lot of hours on that that tripester. That's the thing. When you have a low and slow airplane, you yeah, can build the hours pretty quick. Yeah, right. You know, when you're going somewhere because it takes a while to get there. Yeah. So, yeah. so you know that probably let, lets it stay low because I've mm. got significant time in that aircraft. Yeah. Plane, so.
0: All right, hey, so we should probably get back to it. All right, so the news. Uh, Yeah, let's get back to the news. NetJets, they are on fire, as anybody would know, especially from what you see their ads for pilots everywhere, and they are scooping people up. So we know that they are busy, they need more airplanes, and in fact, they put in an order with Cessna for 1,500 new citations over the next 10 years, all options, though.
1: So if you do the math on that, for 15 years, 1,500, it's 100 new citations per year incredible that's a lot that's That's going to affect the bottom line of that gamma report that we talk about every quarter and at the end of every year big time that is amazing but now they're not the only ones that are moving ahead either you know net and i didn't realize this till we read the story Um, i believe nikki uh read the story for us they've been around for 40 years nearly yeah that's amazing That is amazing yeah i had
0: no idea um it does by the way before we uh, move on they the agreement does also name them as the Citation Ascend launch customer in 2025. Oh, wow. So there you go. Not surprising.
1: That's cool yep. stuff. Well, speaking of money and new airplanes yeah. and commitments, what about Surf Air? I teased it by saying Surf Air is hanging 20 yeah. because uh, they they confirmed an order for 20 Cessna Grand Caravans. You know, though that is a interesting aircraft. And what they plan to do with this airplane is something that you and I really, a lot of times, uh, for listeners that don't know, we chat about what we're going to talk about a little bit ahead of time, just figure out what we're going to say. But I forgot to to delve deeper in the story, Ian. They are actually looking to – use some hybrid technology mm-hmm. in some of those, yeah. uh, those Grand Caravans yeah. down in the future. So that's going to be an interesting buy-sell situation, but it's also going to be an interesting from a technology standpoint. Yeah,
0: and actually what's – so two things I think that are interesting about this story. They they had announced, I think, that they had um, placed these orders previously, although they didn't say for how many. Right. And so now we know they're getting the first 20 of whatever. So now we're talking real cash behind it, which is notable. The other thing that's interesting about this story, and it's from Avweb, is that um, – as part of this agreement that Surfair has with Textron, they will be giving their hybrid technology back exclusively to Textron. So this is kind of a win-win on both sides, and so obviously there's you know some financial benefits here that I'm sure weighed in on the deal. But um, Surfair is going to get the airplanes, 20 of them, that they can start to do you know some start to put into place more. their I mean, they say hybrid or full electric technology, but it's probably right. sure it's going to be hybrid. Right. But then, yeah, Textron, uh, in return, will be getting that technology. So that's that's a big deal, I think. It's
1: a win-win for both of yeah. them. And you were telling me a little while ago that Surf Air operates in California, I believe you yeah. said? Because I get them confused with Cape That's KPIs, where they KPIs, started. The yeah. New England. Okay. Yeah, okay. They, um, but they're looking to fly across the country yeah, with these eventually. aircraft. And so, yeah. well, that is pretty wild. Now, look, um, is, is it time for me to— to To talk about let's get let's get it started with the black eyed peas. <laughs> oh
0: Asian. yeah, yeah right. Um, Before we move on, yeah. So eVTOL, right? So we got we weren't going to talk about Joby, but um, but yeah, you found this little tidbit which I thought was really interesting.
1: I guess this will this will transition into Joby. Yeah. So I found that uh, Will I Am, who's one one of the
2: performers
1: mm-hmm. in uh, the Black Eyed Peas Group, is investing in a flying car company, you will not believe the name, Jetson. <laughs> <Okay>. So <laughs> you remember George Jetson yeah, sure. from back sure. then? So uh, Jetson 1 is the company's flagship aircraft. But what's interesting in this story, now he he's helping with a $15 million wow, investment geez. here, which is to get it okay. going, for some seed funding but the the story that we're reading it's in uh Kudos to Fly magazine for having it out there today is that um Will Am plans to be one of the pilots
2: uh, so
0: <laughs>
2: you going to add that to the repertoire part. that's funny all
1: right doing a little hip hop from the oh, okay. air okay
0: okay cool uh, i i'm not laughing at him i'm laughing with him um that's uh huh how about that well the that? goal
1: the the goal of the uh of this um aircraft design According to um, the CEO, is to democratize flight and "quote unquote" make everyone a pilot. Oh, all right. And now I can't argue with yeah. that. I think that's cool, yeah. and uh, it's interesting. This is a uh, it's I, it's an interesting aircraft. We're looking at a short flight time, twenty minutes or so. Eight electric motors, uh, fifty five knots. Not unlike. Joby yes. Aviation, which will Yeah, by be
0: the way, about. that that is like, I got to say, that is the first realistic endurance number that I have 20 heard. Minutes. 20 minutes. 20 Tw- minutes. I can see 20 minutes. You know, the whole 500 miles, uh, you know, four hours, I'm not so sure about. Okay, so Joby. Right. Yeah, real okay. quickly. Um. So they've got actually a couple of things that have popped up recently. They delivered their first airplane, first aircraft, Uh. to... Uh, the Air Force at Edwards Air Force Base, uh-huh. Um yep, in California. Yep, they're going to be. Uh, it'll ahead of schedule by yeah, six months, yeah, too. which is cool. Right. Uh, Edwards, of course, where they test uh, various future assets for the Air Force. So um, they'll be testing it. It'll they'll you know do milk runs across base and various things as part of the test runs, people and cargo apparently to see about future okay. feasibility. Um, part of the Agility Prime contract, I guess, with the okay. with the military. Um, they've also announced continuing to just, God, show the incredible amount of cash they have, that uh, they have decided on Dayton as their, I guess, East Coast manufacturing facility. Historical
1: Dayton, yeah. Ohio, home of the Wright brothers, Orville and Wilbur. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, Air Force Base nearby. Yep. Absolutely. James M. Cox, Dayton International Airport. You know I used to work for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Owned know, by the Cox, Cox, Cox Corporation yeah. at the time, yep. James Cox was uh had run for governor at one time. I think he ran for vice president mm. at one time of mm. the United States. Anyway, um, that is a hotbed of aviation yeah. in Dayton. Oh yeah, and we we've done stories in AOPA Pilot Magazine. In fact, last year we did the story uh, up in Dayton mm-hmm. and some teachers that were learning. Uh, they were basically at Air Camp. Yeah, you know, teachers yeah. and, and students. Yep. But yeah, that be that's going to be a huge plant, Ian. They're looking to employ almost two thousand people when it gets built, yeah. and and you know it's going to start out on a hundred and forty acre site, and there's potential to expand it up to two million square feet of manufacturing. That's a lot. Yeah, it's huge. That's
0: huge. huge. Yeah, if they ever got to that point, incredible. Right. Yep. All right. Hey, David. So. um I, we love talking about this. Every year they come up, the Archie League Medal of Safety Awards. Um, this is a, a NACA, the National Air Traffic Controllers Association. This is their event right. where they honor controllers who have helped pilots, basically saves. Um, and it's, I got to say, it's just an incredible group of winners this year. Um, the first one that we got to talk about, though, is is the caravan save. You you remember, everybody remembers. Yeah. Yeah. The, it, I mean, the guy was down on, in Florida. Yeah. On the news. Pilot passed out, uh, had a medical event. Passenger yep.
1: Passenger landed the airplane yep. with assist from the ATC community and the general aviation community and, and ATC members who were CFIs. Yep.
0: We heard a lot at the time from the passenger who, uh, who did it, um, yep. but not much from the controller side. And so this now, uh, we get to actually honor the controller who obviously did an incredible job here as a team, yep. actually, we should say.
1: Tower controller Chip Flores was one of the lead controllers mm-hmm. and who helped Darren Harrison, uh, who was on, like you said, on, on all the network TV yeah. shows at the time. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's incredible. They took this guy, figured out first of all, figured out where he was, um, yeah,
1: which was no no easy yeah. feat, you know, because if you're a passenger in an aircraft and you're not not really a pilot, it, it, hey, I'm near the coast of Florida, yeah. is what he yeah, said. Yeah, right. That's but all I which knew. coast? Left coast right. or you know, East coast you know West coast? We don't yeah
0: know. had no right. idea where the airplane was heading. Yeah. They figured out where he was, talking him through a frequency change, which is pretty interesting, got him step-by-step step through how to do a stable approach, turns, flap settings, holding the nose wheel off to land mains first. It's really
1: and and but importantly, picked a, an airport with a long yes. runway that was easy to see, yep. which was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Palm Beach International Airport. Yeah,
0: that's right. And we should say that the controls Robert Morgan, um, he is the uh, CFI and and controller, yep. yeah, who was able to do that at PBI. Incredible thing, story.
1: Darren Harrison got a super quick real life sim training. Yeah. You know, in yeah. real life. And was able to uh, to land that airplane. And, you know, if you read to the end of that little feature, um, and I know you want everyone to read yeah. this story, Ian, at AOPA.org, because it's a it good is. one. Um, but the the pilot who was incapacitated survived. Yes. Uh, yeah. and, and that is a happy yeah. ending uh, for he that did. story, which is something that, you you know, you do want to yeah. hear
0: about. I, I do want people to go read this story because it is – it will just remind you about, I mean, ATC, obviously their job is to separate traffic, right? Um, that's their primary job, but as we know, they can be helpful. And especially in an emergency, it just talks about the, the human element behind the voice, I think on the radio and how these controllers, you know, some of them talked about their training. Some of them said training had nothing to do with it. It was their empathy for the person in that scenario, in the airplane. They knew what that, what that felt like to be up there alone, having to deal with it. And so it was, uh, it's an incredible string of stories, so I definitely think people should check it out.
1: I agree. Now, moving on from that to something that we really were hoping we would never have to talk mm-hmm. about, Ian, uh, we um, we are mourning the loss of one of our own, Richard McSpadden, our Air Safety Institute lead. And uh, I don't know what to say. Uh, we have an obit mm-hmm. that is just being published today, and it's still a shock to you and to me and and to so many of Richard's colleagues. And to his family, yeah. his wife Judy, uh, son Grant, and daughter yeah. Annabelle.
0: Yeah, you know, I think um, I, what's so telling is uh, all the people that we've seen that have come up um, to wish his family well and to to remember him uh, almost immediately. An outpouring um, online, almost immediately, and uh, people that I haven't talked to in a long time have reached out. Hey, uh, you know. So sorry to hear about Richard and all this. And so it's um, it's incredible. I mean, he was loved, uh, no question about it. Respected, um, absolutely, yeah,
1: absolutely. Well respected and uh, delivered a lot of uh, of of Air Safety uh, Institute uh, talks to to folks at Air Venture and Sun and Fun, but myriad mm-hmm. others in at local airports. Uh, Richard was a highly respected uh, leader and mm-hmm. speaker. And uh, just has a way with putting people at ease. Um, if you've listened to the There I Was podcast, you know, it's a voice yeah. of reason. It's like an yeah. NPR yeah. voice, you know. And that's how he operated his, his life, too. He was quite humble yes. uh, for someone who was a, accomplished yeah. as he was. Yeah, and
0: something that uh, that a lot of us have talked about is obviously his background. You know, Richard was with AOPA right. starting in 2017. He came, you know, I'm s- <laughs> I'm surprised. It, uh, you mentioned his humbleness. I mean, with his background, I'm surprised he didn't have in bright red letters across his resume, you know, commander of the Thunderbirds. I mean, it's just an incredible. It's Thunderbird
1: what, lead yes. for over 120 some odd yeah. demonstration it's what, missions. It's what led oh,
0: uh, a lot of people's introduction to him, but it never from him. He was never one to be like, oh, hey, that's nope. what I did. You know, he was very humble about it. Often right. somebody else would have to bring it up and ask him. But it brought an immense amount of knowledge uh, to what he did, even for ASI, the safety culture from the military, people who have seen his uh, initial reaction videos. uh, Again, he brought a lot of calm and reason to those. And his air show experience, he was able to comment on specific incidents that happened as a result of that.
1: Yeah, Uh, which we've had several in the past couple of uh, years that Rich was able to kind of explain to those of us who have never performed in an air show. Yeah. So we understand it, you know, the the line of flight, the safety zones, uh, yeah. things like that. You know, you mentioned in 2017, uh, you came aboard shortly thereafter. There was some uh, bad hurricanes mm-hmm. in Florida. AOPA organized a help caravan, an aviation caravan, not the model yeah. caravan, but basically airplanes flying down to Florida with uh, emergency supplies. And then we based out of Lakeland Airport. And, and delivered them, and I got the, uh, had the pleasure to uh, fly with Richard in his family's Navion at the time. And we flew from Lakeland over to uh, Summerlin Key uh, down in the Florida Keys, which was devastated, and we delivered about five chainsaws and as soon as we landed uh, local, you know, emergency personnel folks came running up to the airplane and we we gave out yeah. those chainsaws. And so Richard was using aviation in a very mm-hmm. positive way, even from the beginning yeah. when he came to AOPA. Yeah.
0: That's, that's absolutely so, right. So, the thing yeah. that made him so good, I think, at the ASI job was that he was really approachable, not just personally, but just the messaging he had, I thought. Safety can be I mean, just saying the word like turns a lot of people off, right? You say, oh, here we go. We got to talk about safety or whatever. I mean, there's there's people who are always going to consume it like crazy, right? Um, but then there's a lot of people who are, it's like, right. oh, okay, it's like medicine. They feel like, they, okay, I'll do it if I have to. With him, it was never like that. It was just like he, he wove it so well, just naturally through conversations about how to operate an airplane and how to make decisions and things like that, that I just thought he was a master at it. It was uh, just fantastic, and I think you've seen a lot of that with some of this, uh, you know, his, the support that we've seen, especially online, people saying, you know, it's clear that he extended the reach um, that ASI had as a result of the way that he was able to speak about safety.
1: Yeah, and he also was a back country aficionado, oh, yeah. and he owned a he owned a Super Cub. He had a PA eighteen Super Cub. For the past several years, he's actually had two of them since he's been with us. I personally uh, interfaced with Richard quite a bit um, in formation flying, Mm -hmm. photo missions. But also, moreover, um, I was able to get my tailwheel endorsement in his Super Mm -hmm. Cup. He had a red and white Super Cup to begin with. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and and I was able to fly it. He was more than willing to have folks like me, uh, with very little tailwheel experience, you know, learn how to do it. And and he just was like, "Hey, the keys yeah. of the airplane are on the DG. Yeah. You know, Super generous. go get it. Yeah. You know, fly it. Get some get some get yeah. some air under the wings. Go ahead. Can I tell you one quick Richard story yeah. about the tri facer? Yeah, yeah, the little tri facer interface." So, folks around AOPA knew that I you know, bought the TriPacer with mm-hmm. help from my brother Martin uh, back in uh, Halloween of last year. But it took until March of this year to for the weather to clear for me to go out west and and bring it back uh, east. So I finally got it back east, and I had it in Hagerstown at hangar for a little while. But then I was able to get it to a hangar mm-hmm. here at Frederick. So it was like the first day or so that I've rolled my airplane into a hangar here at Frederick, and Richard comes walking over from uh, from his hangar. It was like one row over, and he and he deadpans me straight in the face and goes, "Tulis, they're looking for you in Oregon. The authorities are after you." And I'm like, <laughs> "What the heck did I do?" You know, it was what I'm thinking. I was like, "Richard, what?" He goes, "Yep, they heard you stole <laughs> that airplane from Wham." <laughs> Because it was a pretty yeah, darn good yeah. deal, or you know, forty grand was a pretty good deal. So, I mean, it, right at first, I was like, yeah. "What is he talking about?" I'm really yeah, right. on edge here. He <laughs> stole that airplane. So, uh, you know, but he was a he was a, a voice of reason, and and he was pretty excited yeah. that I got that airplane too, because uh, yeah. he's a rag wing and yeah. two, you know, yeah. aficionado. No, that's so that's cool. Oh, that's great. Yeah, It was pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. we'll miss him absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh you know we're still um, thinking about um, mm-hmm. Richard and his family. I'd be remiss to to leave uh, Grant out of it. His son Grant is a an accomplished pilot himself at a pretty young age. Um, he spent the summer in Bentonville, Arkansas, uh, as a CFI, and he just got um, a job offer to to Fantastic. fly corporate. Yeah, uh, which is great. Uh, and so I'm wishing him all the best. You know, Richard went to the university of Georgia Hmm. for his undergraduate. So us folks in Georgia, uh, call him a damn good dog. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm getting a little emotional, but that's the highest honor that, that, uh, university of Georgia, um, supporter could could bestow upon someone. Right right on.
0: Yeah. That's a wonderful tribute, David. We're going to leave you this week with uh, Richard's own words and what flying meant to him. And I'm sure you'll hear in there what it means to all of us. We'll see you next time.
2: Gratitude consumes me when I fly my Super Cub. This bright yellow magic carpet that takes me to wondrous places physically and mentally. Morning flights are especially magical. The air is smooth. The Super Cub rigs so well that it's akin to having an autopilot. I can take my hand off the stick to sip some home roasted coffee or adjust the satellite music flowing through my headset. I feel some warmth from the paltry cabin heat which knocks the chill off my legs in sporadic waves. I'm viewing an IMAX movie out my front windscreen, but I'm not just watching the action, I'm in it, immersed in this spectacular panorama. The smells and sounds are real, and I'm so grateful to capture it. Well aware that it's transient, both in a moment and in a lifetime. Flying has brought so much to my life, in many ways has been my life. The feeling of gratitude to the many people who boosted me here comes back frequently. In ways, it seems unfair that I was exposed to aviation and given opportunities few have, and I feel a growing urge to give back, cast a wider net, and expose more people to this splendid experience that can change the trajectory of the life. Flying inspires and fosters connection and a community and we could use more of that now.